in his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Welcome to Ziggy Gets It Wrong, a Quantum Leap podcast. I'm Brian Levy. That's Evan the Mayor. He's Casey the Kasem. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi. Before we start, I want to say that this is my favorite version of the Quantum Leap theme song. Why is that? I don't know. It just is. There are like two or three. Talking about the whole intro or just the... The whole intro. I mean, the the listener at home is not going to hear the the vocal introduction. We don't need the whole backstory every single episode of Dr. Except that you do. (laughs) Oh, you're just playing it so we get in the mood. Yes, correct. Getting you fired up for some... Quantum Leap! Yeah. Yeah. Theme by Mike Post. So this week we're covering uh, episode what? Nine? nine and episode ten, which is season two, episode one. So yeah, we, we're crossing. We've we've hit the second season. We are ten uh, percent of the way through the show. Season nine played. Uh, I mean, episode nine played against Seymour. Uh, season two, episode one, Honeymoon Express. Two strong episodes. They're not bad. Uh, even even though they're fairly straightforward. Oh, except for season two, episode one has a lot of stuff, a lot of canon in there. Super cool. Woo! We could spend probably another oh, twenty five minutes talking about just that episode, but so let's do that and blow through episode nine fairly quickly because not a whole lot is going like on. It? Like it was okay. I do. I but okay. I like I like those mysteries. So it's basically a Humphrey Bogart um mystery pastiche. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know a. A bombshell vixen out to make the life hard for the private detective who looks like Humphrey Bogart. Right. Uh, Willie Garson is in it, who is just like everything amazing and everything he does. So there are two new little uh, per episode things that I've been doing uh, since episode nine and now episode ten. Famous people. Uh, no, I take the date and then I go to on this or whatever. And I look up what happened on that day. And on this day, nothing. I, well, so I, I would do that for the first few episodes and also figure out that nothing ever happens. <laughs> uh, I bet you they pick those dates on purpose. Um, it's also happens. the first time he leaps beyond his birthday. Mm. Yeah, three months before his birthday. Yes, so he uh, was conceived. inconsistencies. No, he was conceived, so he was still oh, he was oh, in oh, utero. He was gestating, right? Whew! That's making a very bold statement about uh, when uh, life begins. Uh, I don't remember considering the contents of season two, episode one, where they are actively talking about God and his intervention in this experiment. Which I would like to get to and speak upon for minutes. Uh, yeah, everyone's just cool with this. So, just so like, whatever. It's God, 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 God. So I, I don't think in today's day and age we're used to seeing such an inconsequential season finale for that first season. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that they didn't know if the show was like going to get picked up again. And they no, were of course like, not. Eh, we'll just leave it. Uh, so um, Al ha- does have a great line: uh, "Safe sex with her means wearing a bulletproof vest." Yes. 
Because it's uh, the 80s and AIDS. The other activity I've taken upon myself is to make note of what Al is wearing in these episodes. Um, Relatively normal. Uh, I don't know if it was the no. This one he's he's wearing his little uh, medallions, oh, his medals. Like I said, Al, Al's I a man not, who loves a brooch. Yeah, he loves a brooch. But I didn't realize that Al is an admiral. Yes, they talk about this in the season two, episode one. And uh, I was blown away. <laughs> he's all, he's an astronaut. He was uh, in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all over the place. Also in episode nine, the jump to conclusions guy from Office Space. He yes, lieutenant. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know whether the deja vu pl- plot gimmick was going to wind up being an ongoing thing, but it turns out it was just tied to this uh, pulp novel that he read as a kid or something like that. Which uh, was pretty cool. I like that idea. It would have been an interesting device. It really he, goes nowhere. He remembered the sequence of events before they happened and had the feeling of deja vu because he read a book as a right. young person. Which, which basically is mirroring the events of this episode. The, and the woman... He, uh, and he has Al hunt down the book. We're ne- we're going to need to talk about this woman. Allison? Uh, Allison. She was in Babylon 5. She's... Her exact quote, I don't know if I could love a man who killed my husband. Good news. She, did, she, she does not have to. So her husband is dead, the partner of Al, a.k.a. Nick, the detective. And she immediately is like, my husband's dead. Want to fuck? Oh, but I'm they were horny. waiting for they were waiting for him to die. They were loyal to the, the partner. They would never do it while he was still living. Um, like these two episodes are firmly centered on Scott Bakula's uh, Sam Beckett's sex life, but and, and and his lack of getting laid, completely lack of getting laid because I, he's too much of a pansy. So uh, either way, they end up uh, solving the murder. It wasn't Sam; it was some other guy. After uh, he wasn't. kisses the widow slash uh, mistress, I don't know what you would call her. He. Sam literally tilts his head back and thanks God. Yeah. Uh, do you guys recognize the... Is he that fucking horny? Do you guys recognize the building where it takes place? No. That's like a famous L.A. hotel. It's where um, the replicants lived in Blade Runner. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real famous uh, set. It's, it's in everything. Um, okay. All right, so moving on. Honeymoon uh, hold, on hold on oh, one second. Okay, I'm not done here. Oh. Here's a quote about this woman. Her body could part the Red Army. Yeah. And there's a part where Al is using binoculars to look at her cleavage, I which mean, is not really there. She is. It's not that she's like only 80s hot. Yeah, she but is. But like she's 80s hot, <laughs> you know, big, big hair. Again, Al is a piece of shit. He, why does he need to use binoculars? He could, he's invisible. He could just walk right up to her and be like, boing, boing, boing. Well, if you think about this, Al is a Navy admiral, which means he probably <laughs> had a prominent part in the tail hook scandal. Nah. Uh, look that up on Wikipedia, kids. Uh, wait. Oh, uh, also, Woody Allen is in this. It's supposedly that kid Why? at the end. Uh, here's a question. Was that kid played by Josh Saviano? I don't know. Uh, Paul, Pfeiffer Paul Pfeiffer from The Wonder Years? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, uh, anyway. So, uh, oh, oh, and then the parting, the parting shot before uh, Sam leaps. First of all, Ziggy got it wrong. Because Ziggy says that it's it's four to one that you've got to find the killer or uh, or whatever. Turns out that he dies just completely. Like if without Sam, this guy Nick is dead. Yeah. So no, he didn't save this guy. He didn't. I mean, he barely did. I don't even know what the what the killer what the deal was with that. And he like kidnaps her. The killer was obsessed with the the widow. Okay. 
I, so he was going to run off with her. I must have barely been paying attention. And then after Sam rescues her, she's like, I'm horny again. Here, I got these two plane tickets. They're, they belong to my dead husband. Let's no, it go! wasn't the dead husband. It was the guy who kidnapped her. Oh, even weirder. Yeah. It's pre-9-11. No one's checking IDs. Yeah. Anyway, Ziggy got it dead wrong. So what? I was confused about what actually triggered the leap because... He launched the career of a pulp novelist. Oh, okay. The, the, the ineffectual little Mamby Pamby kid that okay. uh, almost gets Sam killed multiple times. Well, the correct answer is actually just a one-liner that he had to deliver to Al. That's what let him leave. It's usually how it goes, right? right? All right, moving right along, uh, we spent a solid eight and almost nine minutes talking about episode nine, but episode ten, oh my lord. Oh, my lord. Episode oh 10 is what there's they would lot. call an X-Files a mythology episode. This is a canon mythology ongoing story episode. Big intro where Admiral Al is sitting in front of the Senate panel debating the funding for the Quantum Leap Project. And it, basically, they're openly discussing that God is in charge of this project. But either way, they're if they're... Not discussing God, they are discussing just letting this guy hang out. Because if you remember, Sam is still there. Yes, it's the other people. He's who in are, the lab, right? Like they're like we're like they could just be like this guy's just crazy. Right, he thinks he's Napoleon. Right, you know they don't mention the fact that Sam is sitting there, be his brain inhabited by another person uh, that, at all. In fact, they no, and they're and they're they're talking as if he he's just non-existent, and he is like. Just not around, right? No, he's his physical body is sitting in a lab, and they're like, "Yeah, we're two point four billion dollars now. We're going to cut this thing." Uh, the total funding was four point two billion a year, and forty three billion spent so far. How long has this project been going on? About eight or nine years. That was going to say ten years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Ziggy gets it right in this episode. Uh, but misses a lot of important details. 78.6% chance you're here to help Diane pass the bar or stop the US U2 from getting blown up. No, that was thrown in. <laughs> that was thrown in That's by just Al. That's what Al wanted him so to do. He, because he wanted to basically save the project as a supplemental goal. And he's sitting there in front of the panel being like, guys, guys, in the next two days, I'm going to change history. Yeah. But yeah. they also name check other things that Sam had done. Like the guys like, you know, oh, solve a racism in a small town and yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. help Miss Buddy Holly part. write Peggy Sue. Oh. He, yeah, he, he basically says like, uh, so why does God care if Buddy Holly writes a song about Peggy Sue? And Al is just like, eh, mysterious ways. Jesus is a tax. It's all part, I mean, of, his, you know, it's part of his Jesus plan. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, the I Still, the, we're... We're acknowledging that God exists and he's actively intervening in these minor events in people's lives. And no one is nonplussed by this whatsoever. They're all just kind of like, "Eh." do you remember the television program early edition where Kyle Chandler coach from Friday Night Lights would get tomorrow's newspaper? Yes. Love (laughs) that show. Okay. It was on Fox, right? It was on CBS. Whatever. So, (laughs) again, at no point in time did anybody ever question the metaphysical realities of the world that were happening around him. This guy was just getting a newspaper every day from tomorrow that always came true. And he wasn't just worried. He's just like, at no point in time did did he ever say to somebody, I feel good because there's obviously some fucking higher power out there. So, I feel like they've just (sighs) ignored it. Like, they need to just question why they... 
the leaps are random. I mean, answer why the leaps are random. Speaking of random leap, the episode begins with Sam doing a super fast leap where he rescues a cat. Oh, also important. Uh, <laughs> The, the previous episode, the season finale, ends with Sam in a bathtub, right? And there, that does not go anywhere. No, that's for no, what... it does. It's for what price, Gloria? Oh. A, a, a future episode coming up. Is that or aired out of order? Yeah. Because sometimes TV shows do that. It's tough when you have a show like Quantum Leap, which directly leads you in. And I think an episode I watched a little later ends with, like, Jesse again. Oh. So... <laughs> They know yeah. what they were doing. All right, yeah. here's some here's some Al facts for this episode. Al is wearing an orange tie with a sunglasses tie tack. Very fashionable. He got he, he got it at uh, <laughs> at Claire's. Uh, the character Roger, the uh, Frenchman with a switchblade, uh, is basically a Terminator. He yeah. just somehow manages to catch up with this speeding train, no matter where it goes. And uh, wow, he is persistent. He really wants this uh, this lady to be in his life. You missed a very important Al fact. Al took his first, third, and fifth wife. Oh yeah, to uh, <laughs> to the honey. Yeah. To which Sam replied, "How odd." <laughs> and he can't remember half their names. Right. It's it's fantastic. He also talks about some girl in like the secretarial pool. Yep. And I'm like, Al, what is this top secret project you're working on? Like, why? There's a secretarial pool. Like, they don't have, like, some Navy lieutenant doing this shit. It's it's wild, just the questions that are risen. Uh, so, yeah. So, Ziggy gets right. It is his job, so she passes the bar exam. But then Sam also has to put the idea of politics into her head. Right. So, I think Ziggy got it right. On this I, 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 yeah. yeah, mostly. Which puts Ziggy at a 30% success rate. Oh, he's good one for three times. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Do you think Ziggy had time? How long was Sam hanging out in that, like, fireman's body waiting to save that cat? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would take that long. Could you, could you imagine, like, the storyline behind it? I was like, all right, Sam, you got to save this grandma because her cat's going to die in that tree. And then she and dies it, of grief. And she gets depressed and she can't bake cookies for the bake sale. And, and all uh, the kids get AIDS. Sonia Sotomayor doesn't become Supreme Court justice, right. you know? Well, so in this this Senate hearing, Al doesn't mention that Watergate happened because of what they were doing. Do you think? Maybe? He, do you think he knows? Oh yeah, I guess he does know that Watergate happened. But it was too late. Like at that point in time, they already knew Watergate to be a real thing, and there was no like. Well, no one can question whether or not they influenced it. Francis Gary Powers is a real thing. Like that's a big. Like that's like the biggest historic. I guess one of the biggest historical name checks. Like, that's happening in the region of time. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about this episode is where the, the newlywed bride says about Roger, her, uh, her ex-husband, I didn't tell you to Sam. I didn't tell you because I, I, I was married because I wanted to pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. So the sex- <laughs> and he's like an international arms dealer and all this other crazy crap. The, the sexual politics in these episodes are weird <sighs> because this is a girl who's been a woman, I should say, yeah. who has been married. Yeah. So she's had sex. She's definitely had sex and wants to fuck the real bad. And this is her honeymoon. <laughs> and she is hot. She's I really mean, quite she, gorgeous. She is the hottest girl. Has she been in anything? Because I could not find I didn't really anything. look her up, but I should have. She, she, she spends... 60% of the episode in a black negligee, and I was like, okay. She reminds me of Anna Camp from Pitch Perfect and the like yes. Preacher's Wife in yes. True Blood. She gives the hand job in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, but it's for me, it's just 
the idea that you get to see what happens to like the butterfly effects yeah, of but, Sam's uh, leap. Because shouldn't Al have been talking to her the entire time? Yes. Why would she? He he like literally doesn't even blink, and the woman just superimposes over the dude. And I'm like, what happened to the dude? In the so that was the big reveal: is that instead of changing history by preventing this bombing, um. They're affecting they, they the current change, timeline. Yeah, they affect the current timeline by replacing the current senator who's about to reject the funding for Quantum so Leap. So God with wants the woman. Quantum Leap to happen. Right, and think, yes. but think about this. What other kinds of bills and <laughs> like laws did this lady like, right. help pass in the intervening? Because this, this uh, guy like pa- passed some Jobs Creation Act that, you know, like... Uh, boosted the the economy of Detroit. I don't know, like right. kept it alive. So let's say she's been senator since like 1975. Also, man, they were really trying to make her look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was wonderful, pretty, pretty I, great. I, I'm I'm happy for her. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, I met a Samuel Beckett once. I don't remember. What about the porter on the train who was just uh, confused by the crazy white folk? Yeah. Oh, and then again with the trope of Sam telling. The interested lady that he is not who he looks like. God, and then she thinks that it's like. Oh, you mean you're cool. the author? Yeah. Are you the related to to, to uh, Samuel Beckett? Some sort of role. But then play. she was also ready to roll. She's like, "Cool, I'm Olga. I'm a international yeah, spy. Yeah, I, I'm ready to go." But yeah. Sam is such a little bitch. Like he just doesn't fuck. He doesn't well, screw her. He's like, "I'm not in love with her. She's not my wife." So I had a like complete reversal of my my thought process on this because originally i was like the moment before he leaps he's still trying to get her to read that stupid law book oh but he fixed it but okay which which leads me to the answer getting laid which leads me to the answer that uh quantum leap time travel works the same way as bill and ted time travel like Uh wind your watch time in san dimas is always moving along with them yes as Uh, it is in this senate hearing my my thought process on the whole like him not having sex with any of the women is like at first I was like it doesn't matter he's that person but then later on apparently he's not like his body is actually there in the in the time that he leaps to because there's an episode where he's like his body is yes because there's two there's there's two episodes one where he's like the guy he leaps to is blind but Sam can see see. Uh and then there's another episode where he plays or he leaps into a paraplegic and can actually <laughs> walk up but he looks like he's floating jennifer aniston's in that it's episode silly uh, silly and guys just remember this conversation when we get to trilogy okay because it's important but uh, with but with that information it completely changed my perspective is that no he is not that person so it is kind of weird like but here's the thing with, he with can't him. go in and blow up that person's life. Yes. Of course, that always happens within the first 10 minutes of a leap. <laughs> but, like, if he's going in and he's supposed to be banging somebody, it, it, like, I feel like he has to for the good of the mission. Uh, two things. April 27th, 1960, the date of this episode, one thing happened. The first atomic-powered electric drive submarine was launched. The Tubali. It was Tulabi. Two, two days before my birthday. Uh, and 30, Two and days 20, before that actual U2 incident happened. And 23 years. <laughs> two days and 23 years. Uh, uh, greatest line in the very beginning, he's not alone, Admiral. He has God 
Well, and that's for giving him shit, though. They're giving out a little bit of uh, guff on that. I know. Um, here's one of the problems I have with Quantum Leap, and this episode uh, <laughs> it's, illustrates it's, it. The logic is very flimsy. No, it's because <laughs> they're trying to be frank and grown up when talking about sex. They keep saying... They talk a whoopee. <laughs> they keep saying, make love. Ugh. You're going to go in there, and you're going to make love to that girl. Ugh. And... I don't know why I'm giving Al that like, accent. While Al is like using binoculars to spy on. Right. The good news is I found this new thing on my hand, Link. I can make it so you can't see me either. <laughs> uh, but, of course, when you... There's lots going on. There's lots going on. Oh, no, no, I mean, just the simple fact that uh, the, the, the one senator is reading the history book and... The you know the U two incident is still in the history book. He's like, see, you guys didn't do anything. Right. You had forty eight hours. What's up? Like, wouldn't that book have changed, bro? Maybe you need to watch more science fiction. <laughs> yeah, I don't think these guys understand how time travel works. Uh, which makes sense. I mean, th- this is like a from a cop show. You know, <laughs> D- Donald P. Belisario invented Magnum PI. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I could like if Qua- like to suspend your disbelief. Quantum leap is real. I could kind of see the Senate hearing going very similar. Like, oh God! Could you imagine in the, in the real world, and, like, where you get these like oh, all the like Republicans <laughs> are like yeah, like God God's in control of the mission. We gotta we gotta keep fo- we fo- gotta fo- use God to defeat ISIS. So here's the so <laughs> the, here's the thing. I picture this. Have have you guys seen Kong of Skull Island, the newest King no. Kong yeah, movie? Yeah. Okay, so there are always like these. Shadowy- the implication is that King Kong is a god. Or, or that there's these shadowy government organizations that are just getting funding from somewhere. Right. You know, it's these pork the barrels. bro. Right. It's not, well, it's just like Majestic 13, you know? They're, they're getting pork barrel from somewhere and some, like, recurring bill that just keeps getting signed up for and they keep getting their $6 billion a year <laughs> and no one ever questions it. And that's where, like, a ton of our government's budget goes to. So I'm, I think Quantum Leap could be there and secret. As a black ops mission? Yeah. A $43 billion operation that uh, essentially God is driving. $43 billion is a drop in the bucket. Over 10 years? Well, four, Over 10 years? $4.2 billion a year is... It's not no, much. it's nothing. It's not much. It's For nothing. a time travel experiment? That's working? My God, it's the cheapest. <laughs> like, except oh. for the except for the fact that I don't even think we can. We like we don't even make fighter jets for uh, uh, less than ten billion. Well, We're getting ten thousand dollars screwdrivers, Evan. <laughs> if uh, if if it was real, it would be billed as like a military project, and you'd be throwing money at it left and right. Oh yeah, the DOD is all about that time travel. God, Art Bell would be getting phone calls from nutcases about it. Uh, do you guys know Coast to Coast? Art Bell, it's not important. Never mind. It's a late night radio show about <laughs> nutcases. But, uh, but yeah, good episodes. Oh, yeah. Strong. Yeah. Episode two. Oh, bad news that uh, season two, episode two is not available on Hulu. If you want to listen to it for the next uh, episode of Ziggy Got It Wrong, you're going to have to get your ass to Amazon and pay $1.99. To get it uh, in the standard definition version, or the two ninety nine for the high def. How is this in high def? Because I, I don't wa- not I well. watched. I no, I watched it already, and the iTunes version was pretty clear. Really, but it's not in widescreen, which is really odd uh, for yeah. HD. Probably because these shows weren't filmed. No, they weren't. No, they, they all weren't. filmed. The reason why they show in what is it called pan and scan letterbox? Is the letterbox? Yeah. Yes, because. Um, 
It's because they film it and the aspect ratio of widescreen matches how they film it. But TVs were just square. Yeah. So they had to like cut shit. And yeah. So that's, that's awful. So I don't understand why it's not widescreen, but whatever. But look, if you're going to tag along for this adventure that we're uh, doing here, Ziggy got it wrong. Uh, please go to cityofthebreeds.com slash deals and click through the Amazon banner to purchase this episode titled Disco Inferno. Uh, it's really weird. It's. You know, we'll get to it next week because we'll we'll watch it. But uh, Sam leaps into a guy, and his dad doesn't want him to be a disco dancer. He wants to be a stuntman. Why don't you get into the family business of stunts? Safer. <laughs> it sounds like the, the vaguely sort of like the plot of the ja- the what is it, the jazz singer. Oh, or Saturday Night Fever. Or that. Where, where, where that's where they wanted him to work at a paint store. A little different than I stuntman. never actually watched Saturday Night Fever. I was just guessing. With that, yeah, pretty. Anything to do with disco is obviously an homage to that film. In a couple episodes, I'm also going to bring in the Quantum Leap comics, and and we'll go through those just for a Mm. fun one-off. Okay, they're Uh, they're they're absolutely terrible. All right. Oh, we need to come up with a sign-off catchphrase for this show. Like, keep leaping. I don't know what. (laughs) We got to come up with some. Okay. Thanks well, for listening to Ziggy Got It Wrong. Hope you get it right and keep leaping. Yeah. Uh, put right when once went wrong and subscribe to us on iTunes. I, you know, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll take a week and brainstorm it. May God directly intervene in your mishaps in life and change the course of time on uh, inexorably. Hey, guys, hope your week isn't caca. We'll see you next time. Oh, boy. I like that. Oh Thanks. Boy.